Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach, Rebecca Hawks. That's me, by the way. The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome back to part two of The Confidence to be Seen and Received with Tamsin Crimmins. We are diving straight back in. Are there any daily practices or rituals that you help to, that you do to help you shift into this kind of receiving energy? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, it's another practice, I will say, receiving in general. There are super small things that I really love to recommend to people that I do daily um one of which is celebrating celebrating absolutely everything on the regular and if you can be witnessed in your celebrations even better because celebrations are going to support your survival self to be like oh okay like it's not all doom and gloom maybe things maybe things are okay Um, So I have a daily celebration practice, which I do in my journal, and I also do it with my coach. I do it with all of my clients as well. It's the first thing we do on all of our calls is celebrate. And it's everything and anything. It's from the clients and the money and all of those things to, like, I handled this situation differently, or I took myself for a really long bath, or whatever it might be. Um, And then I have, like, quite an extensive journaling practice that that I do that I... um, that I offer to my clients as well I have a really I'm obsessed with journaling I always have been and I've honed it down and honed it down to 10 questions now and they um, kind of follow the rhythm of the work that I do with clients as well in terms of tapping into our desires and seeing what lives there and um, being with whatever is there moving through it so we're not ignoring the parts of us that are like oh that desire sounds great but I'm not sure about that it's a bit scary I don't think we should do that so being with those parts um, and then there's always, always, always movement. So sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's a walk. What I find, I mean, I'm, I'm in a launch right now, and what I find is so essential when I'm moving through big growth edges is embodiment practice where I'm allowing my body to um, feel the vision, the desires that I have. 
um, notice what that feels like. Notice if any parts come up that contract around that. Moving with those parts, letting them move through the body. Um, opening up to pleasure and expansion and possibilities that might come. And then allowing peace and rest to come in as well. So it can change every day, but our bodies hold so much. And, you know, whether it's like a shoulder pain or a stomach thing or whatever it might be, it's trying to, it's trying to say something. And when we can turn towards that and be with it and move it through, oh my goodness, it creates so much space to receive. So I'd say journaling, celebrations, embodiment practice um, are my daily, daily rituals. I love those I love those and they're so like even the celebration one I think that's one that so many people overlook we forget to celebrate ourselves all the time and I've started doing it where like even if I make a decent meal I'm just like oh my god that was so good I did such a good job at cooking the dinner or I made my bed uh, this morning I made my bed for the first time this week and I was like well done you made your bed I'm so proud of you and those little things like getting used to being in that energy of you're doing a great job because we spend so much time not in that energy and in you're not doing enough or I don't feel good today or this is going wrong or I'm not working hard enough so consciously choosing to put yourself in a different state is really valuable for you and your body it's so powerful and I cannot tell you how much resistance I've faced from people with the celebration practice Mm -hmm. I once had somebody say to me um, I fe- it feels a bit fake to be manufacturing things to celebrate and like sh- changing how I feel almost like a spiritual bypassy kind of thing um, and I thought it was really interesting because when we're work- learning to work with our nervous systems or our emotions or whatever you want to call it being able to shift your state from feeling like things aren't going very well into, oh, I'm actually doing a really good job and I feel light and I feel energized and I'm going to go do this thing now. Like, that's a superpower. How incredible to be able to do that. And I'm not, I would never advocate for not being with the parts that are in grief or sadness or fear or of course, 100% turn towards them, be with them, listen to them, love them. But we don't want them running our businesses. We don't want small like inner children running our businesses we don't want fear running running our businesses we want to be able to bring in the part that you know the ceo the leader who says oh i've got this everything's going well everything's working out everything i'm doing is great it's all it's all happening it's done yeah it's such a nice place to work from so so important and what about the times though when we do feel like nothing is working so when the bank balance is going down but the money doesn't seem to be coming in how can we stay in this relaxed state of receiving or in this like embodied, like empowered state? How can we stay in that without letting the panic and the fear convince us that we need to perhaps go back into hustle mode? Mm, Yeah, that's such a good question. So so there are days where I will spend the entire day working with what is present because like you said previously if you try and sit down and force yourself to do the thing it's going to be really hard work it's going to take a huge amount of energy and you're probably not going to be very happy with what you've done it's not going to feel great you're like kind of grinding your gears you know so if I need to spend the entire day and it doesn't take the entire day these days 
but occasionally it does. I need to spend the entire day on the beach, moving my body, using my practices, using my tools, connecting with my coach, connecting with, with um, colleagues, my partner, people who I know are supportive and are safe people in order to get myself into the space of CEO who makes brilliant decisions for my business. I think that's time very well spent. Yeah. Because when I'm in that state of regulation and CEO mindset and all of those pieces, that's when I, I can see, okay, I can step back and I can make rational, calm decisions. When I am firefighting and trying to move from the state of survival, that's when we see a lot of rushed, desperate kind of marketing. We're rushing people into making decisions. I don't know whether you've ever noticed, but when we rush people and have that kind of like, survival adrenaline fueled marketing the clients who come in are often in that state as well and we've created for ourselves quite a difficult situation to then navigate i know it can feel really really challenging when the bank balance isn't the way that i want it to be however when we are in that connected ventral regulated space that's when our beliefs are saying, well, of course the money will appear. It's always appeared in the past. My needs have always been met in the past. Like, of course this will all work out as opposed to, oh my God, you know, fight flight, everything's falling apart. Oh my God, I've got to rush. You know, we don't tend to make very good decisions when we're in that space. So body first, body first, nervous system first. The actions that you will take when you have brought yourself into that space are going to be radically different to the survival actions that you take. Um, and I recognize that that can be really alien and challenging. So it's not going to happen overnight. I know I've said that multiple times, but we can't expect ourselves to go. If we are in a nervous system state where we're constantly stuck on survival, which is where I was for most of my life, coming into that ventral connected space, we're not just going to decide and be there 100% of the time. Of course we're not. We're just... Can we dip into it? Can we can we gently and slowly start to build our capacity to be in that space until eventually we're running our entire businesses and lives from this space? Because let me tell you that from that space, you have boundaries. You have an excellent self-care, phenomenal communication. Your pricing structure feels nourishing. The offers you're putting out feel really good. You know, you, the, your your communication, the way you connect with people feels completely different. So they're more likely to say yes. It shifts everything rather than making knee-jerk survival decisions, which can feel really good at the time and they can bring us some sense of achievement and some rewards. But do we want to be st stuck there all the time for the rest of our business life? No. No, absolutely not. And I recognize that in myself. There's been so many times where, I've been in that survival state and I've been like, okay, I'm going to take this action because I need to be doing something and I've got to, like, I've got to be making progress or I've got to be doing something and I'll do it. And then when my body comes out of that state, I then realize that's not what I want to be doing. It doesn't feel good to me. It never felt good to me. That's not part of what I'm, what I feel like I want my business to look like. And now I need to catch myself in those moments when I'm about to do those things and be like, okay, actually, let's just do something for the body instead. Body first, body first. Yeah, let the body lead the way. It will, 
probably take you to some pretty surprising places. Mm. I think that's going to be my new mantra. Let the body lead the way. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I just need to move my feet because I've got these needles. Yeah, let the body <laughs> lead. That on the puffy. I'm like, oh, it's going to make loads of noise. <laughs> um, okay, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about confidence and your journey towards building confidence. So what does confidence mean to you and have you always been confident in yourself? Mm, yeah, it's such an interesting word. Mm. It's quite a loaded word, isn't it? Confidence. Yeah. Initially, when I hear the word confidence, I think fake it till you make it. Mm. You know, I think I think wear a mask. Let people, you know, show that you're confident. It doesn't matter if you really are. So what I tend to use whether that's right or wrong I don't know whether that is what confidence is but that's what comes to my mind and so for me I've kind of redefined a little bit what confidence means away from that and for me it's self-trust mm. and uh, people will have always 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 thought that I was confident in the past but I was wearing a mask um and it's exhausting wearing masks oh my goodness self-trust zero Mask of confidence, 100%. You know, that's what had me being able to walk into the L magazine offices and, you know, but in the inside, I feel like horrendous. Um, but it looks good, you know, like, seems like an impressive thing to do. Um, the self-trust piece has come times a million. Like, I was building it already, but it's come times a million since I got completely 100% clean and sober and I just want to be really really clear on this as well my habits were maybe like when I gave up maybe once a month I would smoke a spliff and maybe once a week or once a fortnight have one or two glasses of red wine so pretty minimal by a lot of people's standards no binge drinking at all um but over those years like I mean, obviously 10 years previously, it was very different to that. So it, so it was very slow, 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 slow change. Um, but I wasn't, I didn't make that decision to quit everything um, from a place of, oh my God, my life is a complete mess. Um, I just really want to open that up for people because I think there's still so many misconceptions about sobriety and, and, and substance use that, um, you know yeah my life's cool like I don't have a problem it's no big deal and I didn't have a problem on paper but I remember doing an exercise where I think it's step four of AA or something like the 12 step thing um, draw a line in, 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 one, in one direction and a line in another direction one is if you continue with your habits and the other is if they're no longer in your life they were so vastly different I couldn't believe it this was maybe five years ago the life where I continued to have the occasional drink and the occasional spliff and, you know, like binge eat toast or whatever, biscuits, whatever it was that I was using. Um, and the life where they were no longer a part of it, like, oh my goodness, one was full of health and joy and connection. And one was like, oh, just a bit. Um, and the reason that I was able to stop using those coping strategies, which were just that, they were just coping strategies they worked for a time until they stopped working and the reason that I was able to say goodbye to all of those coping strategies is because I've created safety in my nervous system mm. that's how powerful it is 
because when I'm able to soothe those parts and listen to those parts without having to turn to whatever it is that I was turning to, when I have resources, real true resources, those I no longer need those strategies. So the trust and the confidence that has come, I 100% have my own back. I never abandon myself. I'm not gonna go and shut down that uncomfortable emotion with some wine. It's, not, it's just not gonna happen. So to have that level of having my own back, like, you know, most parts of me are like, okay, I think we're safe with Tamsin. Okay, we're cool. Like she's in the driver's seat. And that's when, oh my goodness, it's like, okay, I can, I can raise my prices. I can, I can handle it. I can handle it. So that's been, yeah, that's, that's the journey of self-trust and confidence for me. It's like, it feels genuine and true and there isn't a mask anymore. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful space to, to kind of get to. And I feel like I've kind of, I kind of move in and out of it still. Like I would say that I'm never a hundred percent in it all the time. And it, I still feel like it is a practice. Like I feel like confidence is a practice. Self-trust is a practice. Um, but I know that when I am in those states, it feels so much better than when I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So much better. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On the um, topic of, of sobriety, did you face any challenges because as you said like it wasn't like you were drinking every weekend it wasn't like you were taking loads of drugs all the time like it was occasional did you still find it challenging in the way that you would kind of expect somebody who does drink every week would um the challenge was the 15 years before the decision was made once the decision has been made, it's been it's been phenomenal. It's been so easy. My business has blown up. It's been in incredible. The 15 years before then, really, 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 really hard and challenging and having to really understand that addiction is in my lineage big time. And addiction is responsible for most, if not all, of the traumas that I've experienced in my life. So when I started to put the pieces together, it's slow, like slowly, really, really, really slowly, um, it's, it became clearer and clearer and clearer to me that this was not some sort of fringe issue, you know? So that's the big thing for me is it's in my lineage. Um, and, and I've been in denial about that for a very long time. I know many others are, it's not an easy thing to, 
to come to terms with at all. Um, but yeah, that was the it was a, it was messy and rocky and difficult. And I had I probably stopped drinking for a year and just started smoking loads of pot and then you know would stop smoking pot and start having red wine and it's all terribly socially acceptable you know it was all very like fine um but yeah it was a lot of therapy and a lot of work I, I don't want to diminish the, the the work that it took to once I made the decision it's been no no big deal at all um but it's not like I say, we're using those coping strategies for a reason. If we're using them as a coping, I was using them as a coping strategy. I was never, ever, 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 ever relaxed around alcohol. I was never relaxed around drugs. I was never relaxed around food. I was never relaxed, <laughs> full stop, basically. Um, so, you know, but there's, I'm sure, I'm sure there are people out there who just have a glass of wine and it's not a big deal. Um, but generally speaking, we have some pretty weird relationships with substances in our culture it's very 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 socially acceptable to use alcohol to change your mood yeah um, whereas I since I've stopped doing that life's gotten a lot better so it's a it's a very uncomfortable conversation very 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 uncomfortable and if I talk about it amongst friends or other people like I feel like it's not it's not great because people just want to have a couple of glasses of wine and relax yeah um but slowly slowly if it feels like something that could be interesting like I wonder what you know for me it was like the space that opened up in my life the clarity that opened up it's just no longer having to think about am I gonna have a drink have I had enough of a drink should I have another one you know like how much is that person drinking like I can't tell you I, I have now finally finally accepted that my, my partner has two beers on a Friday and I it took two years for me to accept that she wasn't going to get drunk. She wasn't going to do anything weird. She wasn't going to act unpredictably. She is a moderate drinker. They actually do exist. <laughs> I had so, no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's um when you come from environments where alcohol is abused and drugs are abused and what have you, you know, you're going it, to, it's pretty hard to have a neutral relationship with those substances. Yeah. And again, I suppose, being in those environments where the substances are being abused, it then creates unsafety again in your body because you don't know how somebody else is going to react when they've had a few drinks. Like I've dealt with that before where it's like, oh, am I going to be awake all night tonight? Or am I going to have to deal with this? Or am I going to have to deal with that? And it's not a, not a safe, safe environment to, to be in. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. Yeah. And when we are abandoning ourselves on the regular and not able to be with our own uncomfortable emotions, how can we then sit with other people in their pain or their uncomfortable emotions without having to escape? We live in a culture that likes to escape discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it also means that we are not available for pleasure. We're not available for ease. We're not available for those other things because we have to be able to sit with the discomfort without constantly escaping and when we can cultivate that inner safety within ourselves that inner trust that confidence um oh my goodness we no longer need any of those things we don't have to escape we can be with ourselves fully yeah what a beautiful place that would be okay last question before we go what would you say is 
either your number one practice or your top three practices for feeling confident to be seen and to receive? Oh, celebrations. Yeah. It's got to be transformative Mm -hmm. to shift from, um, I can't do this. I can't have this. It's not working into... There's a practice that I really like actually to get like, because we can, we can, it's a bit like gratitude, you know, like we can write down and think we're grateful for or whatever, but if we're not feeling it, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. So there's an acronym um, and a practice called sifting. Okay. So you might notice it's, it's particularly powerful. I think when we're speaking and when we're being witnessed but it can work when we're writing on our journals and celebrating that way. What we really want to be doing when we're sifting stands for sensation, image, feeling, and thought. And what we tend to do is sift negative emotions and, and scenarios all the time. We will replay the stuff that we didn't think went the way we wanted it to time and time again. We will replay traumatic memories over and over and over again. Like that is like our brains are like, just remember, like stuff can go wrong. <laughs> Stay vigilant. <laughs> Um, So when we start to consciously sift um, ventral or that good, positive, whatever you want to call it, present, um, beautiful, connected, intimate, fabulous moments, we are, it's almost like we're marinating our systems in like safety and goodness. So with celebrations, we can do celebrations for what's happened, but we can also do future celebrations. So I might just start like sifting right now um oh my god I sold out my program it's so incredible I just had my highest ever cash month you know like okay sensations oh I feel tingly I feel really tingly I'm sitting up taller I'm smiling oh yeah there's an energy running there images oh my goodness I've checked my bank account it's like whoa I've never seen that much money in my bank account or I see myself um like jumping up and giving my partner a big hug to celebrate um uh how do I feel I feel light I feel expansive I feel excited I feel whatever it might be um and what thoughts am I having oh my god I did it wow how incredible oh my god this is going to be so amazing this is this is it we're doing it wow you know so we're we're using all of those different um parts of our sensations, image, feelings, and thoughts uh, to future celebrate, but we can also allow ourselves to just really marinate, like, you know, what's a, what's a memory? Could be recent, could be far, far in the past. We can celebrate stuff that happened 20 years ago. Sometimes I ask my clients to celebrate their, like, A-level results that they never allowed themselves to celebrate. High achievers do this a lot. Um, we can take ourselves there right now and allow ourselves to marinate in those feelings. And we'll notice how different we feel from doing that practice. So if we did a little bit of sifting of something ventral and gorgeous every single day to allow our systems to get used to that feeling, like that that feeling can be available, maybe not all the time, definitely not all the time, but the majority of the time. So that is, that's the practice for me oh I love 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 that because I I'll do the like um 
this kind of talking out loud like oh my god I did it like I'm so proud of myself I achieved this but the whole adding in the sensations and those kind of like feelings and the thoughts and bringing it all together is such a wonderful practice and I'm so excited to start incorporating that into my day <laughs> I'm just going to write it on my phone like a big note like sift sift now set a reminder every day <laughs> yes do it oh my god let me know what happens yeah I do I have like daily affirmations that come up on my phone at multiple times throughout the day and I'm going to add this as like a practice to come up so that I can get involved in that so I love yeah. it yeah for some people it might be um like playing with an animal or watching a sunset you know it can be it can be anything you want but yeah we get to really show ourselves that we can shift how we feel really quite quickly like a lot of the practices that I share are a couple of minutes if that and we just get to we can move ourselves one little notch from survival into like less survival <laughs> into uh you know ventral and and, and present oh my god how incredible we become the active operators of our own systems we become the active operators of our own lives yeah absolutely I think there's two really common barriers that people have aren't there it's the I don't have time to do anything about it and the um oh what was I gonna say the oh I can't it feels too far away to me for me to go from survival to feeling amazing and we yeah. think we have to do that massive jump but we don't we just have to move from feeling like a three to feeling like a four rather than yeah. trying to go from like a three to a ten a hundred percent yeah really powerful yeah one tiny 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 step at a time Mm-hmm. absolutely well that was amazing thank you so so much I've absolutely loved this conversation I can't wait to go back and edit it all and listen to it all over again Yay, <laughs> so much goodness in here before we go where can people find you online so I am at Tamsin Crimmins uh, on Instagram and my website is tamsincrimmins.co.uk as well uh, they're both quite strange names so I'll spell them <laughs> Tamsin T-A-M-S-I-N and Crimmins C-R-I-M-M-E-N-S um, I'm usually I hang out on Instagram mainly I don't really scatter myself amongst many other places so yeah come and come and watch my stories there that's where I like to hang out yes amazing I do I love your Instagram content every time you put a post out I'm like oh my god that's exactly what I wanted to read today <laughs> uh, thank you amazing well thank you for being here and I'll see you guys in the next one Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.